evening, and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today on Ross the Boss. How are you? I'm fine, bro. I'm, I'm glad we could do this. I'm glad we could do this. I'm enjoying your music, and I've been listening to the uh, the Legacy of uh, Blood and Fire and Steel on a little preview of it. Obviously, it's already been out there in different albums. But I'm digging it, and it's funny to go back and listen to the albums. So, you know, I've listened to them before, but um, I'm going to tell you, man, just going back and reanalyzing them with different tracks together is really exciting. I know I'm jumping ahead, but I just want to say uh, it's been a fun little adventure to kind of like revisit stuff and then have them put together. It's been kind of a really interesting thing. Um, before we jump into that, I just feel that aren't aware. Ross is an innovator in the punk scene, the dictators, and then because that wasn't enough, then, then Man of War, and then what you did, um, and then uh, Shaker Street, and then you did uh, Brain Surgeon, and um, I'm going to one. Death Dealer. Help me out here. Death Dealer. Thank you, Death Dealer. And actually, <laughs> and then with um, Brain Surgeon, you actually have uh, Albert back in with the Dictators now. So it's like a full circle yep. thing. Uh, and Albert, if people aren't uh, versed, is the awesome drummer from Blue Oyster Cult, another favorite band of mine. Under Such an underrated band historically also, musically. I think um, I was so glad to see you guys still all playing out together. It's really cool. Uh, so First thing that we talk about this this is this fantastic album, Re double release. How come you guys are doing it like a, like a greatest hits type of thing with only four albums? Well, the thing is, uh, that wasn't my idea. Uh, it was AFM's idea to put mm -hmm. out this vinyl. They suggested it. I, I was like, wow, that's a good idea. I mean, it is well, a good idea. It's, it's surprising because you wouldn't think of four albums, but then I'm like, I was like, that's kind of odd, kind of different. And then I listened to it. I'm like, I get it. I get why it's special, you know, it's brilliant. Yeah, they they wanted they wanted me to have it for the tour coming up, my Euro tour coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, what it is is what you know they let me pick the songs, the three three tunes from each record, you know, of my AFM records, and uh, put a nice great package together, red vinyl, and. Um, you know, vinyl just sells very, very well. So, yeah. um, this is going to be going to help to help me and help the tour. And you know, it's, it's kind of great to look back on it. You know, and uh, I mean, the last record came out in twenty, uh, right before the uh, the world fell apart. The apocalypse, you know, of and, death. yeah. With the scam demic, I call it. You know, everything falling up. You know, just come on. You know, and uh, we were ready to go go to Europe. We yep. did our last show. In Philly for Live Nation, you know, like February was the end of February 2020, and we had the everything was ready to go. The new record, you know, the tour was booked. It was, you know, it was everyone was looking forward to it. I had the Burning Witches, nice. <clears throat> gonna be the opening band, yeah. And then um, we, I had two weeks off before we went to we went to Europe. We just did a long tour of America, and what happens? COVID. That was so that was 2020. So that means it was had Laura it was just new to the band too singing, right? I think that was around the time she just became the singer or thereabouts. Yes. Because I had yeah, her on around sing. that time period, right? When she had just started the band. I yeah. So I mean everything was set. We're all gonna go. We're gonna have rock and rock and roll around rock in Europe. And uh everything fell apart. I mean the Not whole so world much. fell apart. You think Europe's always been very good to you and, and, to, and to metal anyhow? I mean, 
it's always been forgiving, even during the the weird late two thousands where music was getting kind of wonky over here. Like I don't even know different. You know what I mean? Give me two years with a new sound, <laughs> you know, a new style, a new look, um, which is fine for music to be creative. It just it felt like it didn't really stick anywhere. You know, it's amazing you say, say say these things because when I was growing up. And I was like, I'm just a, I'm really just a blues guitar player. And growing up, I was into blue, you know, all the blues and, you know, uh, early artists and everything. And um, what was, what was the whole thing about it? Oh, they do great in Europe. Mm -hmm. Boys, they do. You know, they're not really recognized so much here in America, but they do great in Europe, you know? And I'm hearing kind of like, sometimes I'm, I'm hearing kind of that again, you know? Um, it's guitar yeah. that's with the heart. I think metal is the same as blues, that it's it's very emotive music. It's very much guitar sound with the heart. I think, of course, there's keyboard well, and vocals, but you know what I'm saying? Some, it's, it's... some of it is. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the shredding. Uh, right. You know, that's just, it's. I mean, I, I appreciate it, you know, but I mean, I, I think it, I think the shredding, there's two types of music, right? There's the bottom half, music that comes from the bottom half you waist down and there's the other that comes from <laughs> the waist up you know and uh the blues is the bottom half down you know yeah if you know what i well so, and it's interesting i hear it you're playing still to this day i mean i just yeah. I, I was listening to um in kingdom rise there is some bluesy riffs and layering in that song that is mixed in with the metal that doesn't jump out. It's just there. In Kingdom, what song? Kingdom, in Kingdom Arise, yeah. I hear yeah. it in there, especially at the end. There's some like, there's like just some runs and some licks and some scales that are like, but they're metal. And if you don't know bluesy, I mean, I have to do a lot of blues myself. And I'm like, man, you just hear that influence in there and it fits so well. But it's like, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to hear it. You're just going to hear some really good riffs. But those are some solid blues riffs in that song to me. Yeah. You know, in, in a good way, but it's nice because it makes the songs all different for you. You Appreciate know what I mean? That. Good. Because then, like, if you look yeah. like, uh, like like Blood and Knives, the, the riff in that the uh, and that is fantastic after the chorus. I mean, it's so great. It's like nothing you'd heard before. So I mean, you you really kind of mix up the riffs and the music. You know, sometimes it's a chanting, sometimes it's got as a blues, sometimes it's got like some, some like a nice cool metal riff, but it doesn't overhang. It's not like uh, it has its own part of the song. Once like it has its own voice. Um, which is, once again, a, a, I think a strength in your songwriting. I think that's something I've early Man of War had and maybe not so much later on, you know? Um, you know, that's just me. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I'm not even dogging them as a band. I'm just saying, I just think when certain um, components, I can think of other bands too, and they leave and they get split off into two different bands. I can enjoy both bands, but there's a component that, that, classic lineup or that lineup that you listen to you know they all other elements made something very special and i think taking you out of that was an element that just changed the songwriting process a lot um you know but that's me but i think it carries over but in your band i really hear it feels more man of war than man of war does at this point to me because it's <laughs> the I've same is it well i mean it, it feels like i'm being a jerk i'm not trying to be a, make a dig because they they're all good musicians it's not about that it's about the riffs and the songwriting in, in the Manowar I grew up listening to. That's what it feels like. And because you were the riff guy and you're the guitar yeah. player that wrote those six songs, that's who's the same guys. And you haven't changed your, you haven't gotten soft or anything in your guitar playing. I mean, the only difference now is maybe, maybe you said the 
the productions in the 80s, you've got the productions now, the knowledge and the technology where it sounds even fuller. You know? Um, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Your guitar sound. What is your tone? What do you like? You have a specific tone. What is your rig set up for that? Uh, it's really, very, really simple. And and when I talk about it, like people go, "How do you get that tone?" I go, "Well, fingers. <laughs> it's all in the fingers because all I do is plug right into the amp. I use no effects whatsoever. But I do have to plug into the tuner. I have to plug in through a tuner and then then into my amp." Yeah. So people go, where? And, and like when I'm on stage, people are like looking, where's your pedal board? I mean, what pedal board? Why, why do I need a pedal board? And that's another thing I got out. I got from growing up and, and looking at uh, going to the Fillmore and looking at Chuck Berry and looking at B.B. King and Freddie and Albert. And all they do is they walk on stage and they just plug into the amp. That I mean, yeah. you get your sound, you get your sound from your guitar, from your fingers and your heart and your head. And, and, you know, you just you get the sound, you know. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. it no, you're right. And I've talked, it's sort of common thing you talk about. It, like, it's the easy example has always been like for that universally is the Eddie Van Halen story where I know other musicians will go, Yeah, Eddie came over and picked up my guitar and it sounded like Eddie Van Halen. And then because we were oh, the opening band or whatever, Eddie's like, Yeah, pick up my guitar, and play it. They're like, it, I picked up his guitar. I did not sound like Eddie Van Halen. So, I mean, because it's a universal guitar play, it was great. But the point is, it's in your hands. And scientifically, think it's it's a it's, it's instrument. Touch it with something; it still makes a connection. It should make it should be re reproducing sound and air and the waves and sonically. But there's something else to it that's not it's explained as easily, you know. Um, I just uh, I never had a problem. I just uh, take the guitar. I mean, all my guitars are, you know, I, I I keep the pickups very high by the strings. That might you know that's that's then you can get all all the extra. <laughs> You get all the strength and all the pick noise and all the you know, you know it's just very sensitive and and and, and you know I have a, an aggressive style and you know it just uh, works. It's very it's a very clean picking and it's very very it's a very crisp sound I think right here it's very crisp and, and there's yeah. something with the tone I love it because it feels like it, it reminds me it still holds the true to like the metal I grew up with the younger I mean I listen to everything but I mean. But it's still very relevant now. That tone just carries over; like it doesn't feel like it, it's 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 dated. But it feels like it's like this like this greatest hits album, and like anything that likes you, the people that aren't aware of who you are, that they could be punk fans, check out the Dictators and check out the Ross Boss stuff. I mean, if you like, if you're not aware and you like, you know, like Priest and good guitar metal, I mean, this is the same genre of really good songwriting with really good guitar riffs that are just as strong as the songs. You know, like you actually don't even need to have lyrics. These could just be instrumental albums, really. You know, and that's no dig to 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 Mark as a singer because he's fantastic. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it's just I have my approach, and that's my approach. I use my approach on everything. It's just the way I play. My, I really don't know any. I don't know any other way to do it. <laughs> you know, I just plug in, just like Angus Young. You just plug in, and, plug in and he play. doesn't plug in ACDC. They just plug in and just like then then go for it. You know, so. It, I think it's interesting when people talk about, you know, how you, you the punk and the metal thing, and you kind of created this sound. But if you really look back now, you can look back and all everything you've done. Everybody else has kind of conformed to your sound and the bands you've been in because you've kind of had your sound, yeah. and it's kind of punk and it's kind of metal, and it kind of fits. At that point, you have your your sound is kind of punky and kind of metally, but you write to the, at that point you you're just writing to the to the song and to the group. 
which might shift it a little bit. But you're pretty much yeah. the same person in every band you're at. You know, <laughs> you just, you know, it's not a dig. It's, it's actually a compliment that, you know, everything kind of follows suit with who you are. And it just happens to be like, oh, it does sound like punk. Oh, it does sound like metal. It depends on what your brain set is, what you're being told it is, because it's both. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I'm working on the new Dictators record now, too. And uh, uh, I suppose I should mention the, who's in Please. the band now. Yeah. It's uh, our new lineup is uh, myself, of course, Andy Chernoff, the two original, me and Andy, you know, invented the band. And we have on drums, we have Albert Bouchard, the original Blue Oyster Cult drummer. Awesome and drummer. my partner, he was, I mean, he's an unbelievable musician. I also yeah. was in, insurgents with him. And um, we have our new singer, guitar player, Keith Roth um, from Sirius XM. Okay. And Frankenstein 3000, he's, he's, he's got, you know, he's a great, great singer, you know, and, um, you know, because we had to replace, replace some of the top 10 Scott Kempner because he had, uh, sadly, has dementia. So, yeah. that's so. Rock and roll getting kind of weird now with either people. Yeah. You know, it's not you, you know you're not dealing with just the band breakups or they're being angry at each other or, or the record labels messing you up or screwing you over. Now you're dealing with sickness and dementia and and death and like natural death. I've been like rock and roll. You know, you know. Well, I, I, he he choked on his vomit or you know he choked on somebody else's <laughs> vomit. You know, like it gets like literally something crazy nowadays. It's just age. Yeah, Scott. I don't think it was in thing. I think he had it in his family. His father uh, passed from it. Um, at a uh, at a young age so it's a terrible thing it's it's just terrible it's just a horrible thing to to watch and uh people go through but you know we have keith in the band and hopefully we're all healthy and <laughs> you know we've got five shows with the damned coming up at the end of may in in the west coast and we have 10 shows in spain and in, in september and hopefully we can get this record done because we signed a uh, two deals we signed with deco records for the yeah. physical albums and then we signed with valley entertainment for the uh online stuff can you imagine like looking back and being like yeah in the 70s you're like yeah us and you know we're gonna be playing out you know punk you know, all these punk bands are gonna be playing all these years later 30 40 almost 50 years later are still gonna be able to go out and play when everything was thrown together as punk to begin with you didn't know if it's gonna last the rest of the weekend you know <laughs> and now, now look at you guys doing another tour, you know. And, and, yeah. and you know, well, I could say I could safely say this will be the last Dictators record. Yeah, it's just too much. Probably, you know, but uh, you know, you know, you never know. But th this is just to 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 get these songs, to get everything. You know, it's 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 not as easy it was uh, back then. You know. With everyone just go into a rehearsal room, bang it out, nah, nah, nah. go to the studio, go to the record plant, you know, go to here, go here, go to automat, you know, book the studio time. Now everything is just, uh, you know, everything is uh, passing files. <laughs> well, does it does it change or has it gotten better or worse? Because like you've written so many songs and been playing for so long. As an artist, I know you know you want to keep doing something a little bit differently, a little creative. You know what I mean? I, by, look, I think... by looking at all your stuff, you're not you're not the kind of guy that dials it in. I think the internet is 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 enabled me to get things done with people when your band is all over the fucking place, you know. You know, especially Death Dealer. Stu was in yeah. Australia, uh, Sydney. <laughs> He's in Australia. 
<laughs> Sean is in Sean is in San Diego. I'm in New yeah. York City. You know, it's just like, but instantaneously we can communicate and pass pass via. So I guess it it helps. I mean, it it absolutely helps uh, the creative process. It does. I think it can help and it hurt. It depends on who you are. I think as long right. as the musicians play live, yeah, the connection to the internet is brilliant. If you're using the computers for setting up and programming the main part of a song, I'm not talking like the orchestra introduction or something, mm-hmm. or making up for a, you know an orchestra sound that the band can't do. For one thing, I'm talking, you know, what I'm saying. Besides yeah. that, there are a lot of good points to music in the connection, and, and there are some called supergroups or eclectic albums made by musicians around the world to put one album out together that you never would have gotten anywhere before. It's like a treasure. Right. It's like a, you know, it's it's not a um, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's I think it's I love the fact that some of these artists are from all over, three continents. They're all in the same band. That's insane. You like uh, the first the show the first show on a European uh, tour? It's a festival called the No Playback Festival. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see. I I know that's going. <laughs> actually, speaking of European bands and, and everything else, you uh, I actually spoke with these guys not that long ago. Nana War of Steel. Talk about the yep. collaboration. <laughs> those guys are so silly. Uh-huh. They're so funny. They are so funny, those guys. They're good, though. They're very oh, yeah. good. They're very talented. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I came across they, them on the internet, and I was like, they're fantastic. And then I, so I reached out to them and talked to them, and they were so goofy in the interview. Yep. <laughs> How they, did you They get them? it. They, they contacted me. Um... You know, because of course their nano war, their reference, their their affinity with nano war, and that they did, you know, and they contacted me. They said, "Would you like to play on a song?" So I said, "I would be absolutely honored." You know, you know, and it was uh, armpits of the immortals. <laughs> it's like it's so come, funny. Where do you come up with this stuff? I mean, you know, it's like you know, and they're so funny, and they're so, I mean, tongue in cheek, you know. I, I just uh, I really like them, you know, because coming from the dictators, you know, actually, our sense of humor, you know, yeah. our snarky, you know, wise ass sense of humor, you know, and uh, it was great. It was fantastic. Oh. I mean, I, I did a blow it for them. I'm so happy with it. Did um, um actually, I even know. Did you didn't even know? Does Manowar even like like them? Are they insulted by them and not getting the joke? That's kind of funny, more of a homage, you know, not I, much than a. I'm sorry, you broke up. What? I'm I'm sure he's insulted by them. I'm sure that Joey's insulted by Nana War of Steel, and they had steel for Rhapsody of Fire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they had a, it was not Nana War, but they added Nana War of Steel. It was like so even more, even more insult. Yeah, I don't know why I find it so funny because I'm it really is happy. funny. Yeah, because it's not really an insult, obviously. The band's gonna put that put a name of something similar to them of it, and it's gonna be stuck no. with them forever. There's no way they would have somebody that they hated or disliked attached to them forever. Clearly, it's tongue in cheek, but they do like the band too. You know? Yeah, no, and I think that I listen. I, I, as a matter of fact, we were doing a festival that had two stages in Spain. I'm setting up my show on one one, one part of the, of the stage, and then in a war. Of steel is on the other side, and this all of a sudden they play some so- play a song that I wrote, like we're doing a a Manowar song, and like I'm like I'm like I'm just 
that's my, you know, that's, and like <laughs> the fans are going, they're looking at me going, <laughs> they're going, <laughs> they're going, I'm like, I'm like digging it, and I said, "Who is that?" And then, and then I found out it was Nano. That's how I, I, uh, that's how I, I uh, know them. So that was amazing. That was just wow. It's yeah, just it's everything probably, comes full circle. It does, and but they do other other kinds of music too. They are kind of interesting bands. So people go and check them out. They're a lot of fun. Check out first off, check yeah. out the collaboration. Because actually, go to the website, Ross Boss website. It's I got all all the stuff on it. I mean, it's loaded with. All the band links, the videos, I mean, the release dates, everything's there. Um, and the album actually, we forgot to mention, the release date is April 28th for the vinyl of this best of. Unless it's changed, right? It's so coming. Yeah, no, it's coming. It said exclusively vinyl. At some point, will come out as digital for people, or what's the deal, deal on that? I don't know. Right now it's just vinyl and AFM printed up a whole bunch and uh, you know. <laughs> well, I think it's good. It's, it's special. But I mean, we, you can't get the other songs because you can stream them off the other albums too. It's not like it's you know some import. I, it's definitely a collection. I have a single that we just finished. I you have know? a new single that we just finished. RTB songs called one all and it's 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 really fantastic and um we're gonna i think they're gonna put it out in july and they have a they have a rule for me singles for the album before the record comes out uh the new one that i have to start recording somehow and uh um you know we got that and there's a lot of things happening soon so how many so you said you think probably one, this will be the last album do you think how many Albums you think Ross the Boss has, and you know, after that, you think keep going until it gets kind of tiring or physical. Do for the first. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I never like, say never. So right. I know you said, and, and I, I find this kind of um, kind of threw me off, is that you would actually consider doing some kind of playing with the rest of the Man of War again, which kind of feels like. Sure. It's a surprise because it feels like you kind of got you kind of shaft so badly. It feels like <laughs> I'm kind of surprised yeah. you're like you want anything to do with those guys at this point. You're True. like, come on, you know. And I'm not even trying to like start a problem. I'm just like, if, if clearly it was, you started the band together and then you got fired from your own band that you started together after establishing them, I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm out of the game. <laughs> there would have to be some serious considerations. There would have to be some serious considerations if I did that. So, well, to them to do it on their part would be smart to bring you back, but you know that's just personally me, you know. And there's, there's so many bands that have so many battles over titles and yeah. names and stuff that to get you as an original guitar player back in the band at this point in the career to play with them on anything, whether it be a tour or, or a special album or something, would be, <laughs> would be advantageous for them actually, you know. If it's fans, it would be, be you know, huge. It would be huge. You you learned when fans, you were younger. Yeah. It, yeah. You see so, the fans. I'm sorry, you see, broke up the part. But the fans have fans been asking you about that too. Have, about getting back together every day. Or doing really. Every day. Yeah. It's and they hard. Get the same answer. So you know. Well, you know, it's hard. It feels like a, I don't really ask it. It feels like a brief pedestrian question. But I'd heard you in an interview say. You would get back, and that's a part that surprises me more than anything. 
that you're like, at this point in your career, you've done so many different bands and projects. You, you're so well established that, it, you know what I mean? That it's not like you need it by yeah. any means. Some are so like they could really use the jump if they got go back uh, to their old bands. Well, like you don't need it. Like you would be like, yeah, just, after all these things happened, you're like, yeah, it'd still be fun. Like to me, that's the point where it feels a little more of a surprise than actually you getting back with the band. You know, like you kind of had a rough thing. You've played with so many bands though in different yeah. positions. I've always wondered, like, what about doing a? I know you call it a solo album, but what about ever doing like a solo solo album, where like you have a different musicians on each song? Is it you know, like a kind of a dream solo type lineup? Would you ever do that with different musicians and people you'd want to play with? There are a few out there um, that would be honored to do so, but um, I, don't know. I think it'd be great because with your blues playing, you could really kind of take a real big left turn oh, on some songs. Sure. And your piano playing too on top of I it. Would, to it I would love to have. would be fantastic. You know, I would great, love to have a blues. That, I mean, that'd be something good to keep on your your short list to do. <laughs> At some point, you know, <laughs> it is. Uh, but, and there's a lot of you know, <laughs> that is. And there's a lot of musicians out there that would I'm sure would love to play with you too. You know, that it would be great to do. You know, a mixture of an album. Oh. Just, and now you can play everywhere. We're talking on the internet. You can connect with, with send files back and forth. You can reach out to artists in, in Europe yeah. and everywhere else. And different drummers, yeah. you have five different drummers on the album and do it all over the place and piece it together. While you're in tour in Europe, you could be doing studio stuff on your days off with these, these other musicians. I mean, the world is so open right now as a musician with technology and travel to just put it together. And, and it would sound great. Um, I always wonder that about you because I'm like, mm-hmm. I've done so many projects you know, like when you were the, the brain surgeon, I'm like, man, you've been with so many different musicians. But what about a collective album of you just doing like just all your favorite stuff together, like one mixture, you know, but but different, not the same as just, you know, punk or rock. Um, just yeah. really cool. I think actually the other question I have for you was yeah. um, you actually, and it's always funny, it's very interesting. I was curious about you, have a, you have a business, the batting cage, you're not on tour. Yeah. What is that? Yep. It sounds obviously baseball, but like, what is the? Well, it's uh, it's called the cage, and yeah. we opened it up eighteen years ago. Eighteen years ago, and we're still. It's really it's good, and um, we have batting cages, machines, uh, not automatic machines, but uh, you know, we have, and we also travel. We have travel teams, and um, the cage warriors, and. Yeah. You know, we have we've done with you know we've, we've done quite well with baseball. I mean, you know, uh, it was you know we found we have a great building and um, we operate fields in Canarsie, Brooklyn, and so we have a like kind of like a, our own little baseball empire. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Actually, I read that, and then and and when you're on tour, and it's it's family road anyhow. But your wife also takes full on Ross, the boss's boss. Because <laughs> we all have bosses, takes Boss over. Lady. Yes. Um, well, no, my son takes over. Yeah. I have, I've, uh, I have trained uh, um, uh, young men to 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 take over for me when I'm gone, and um, so there's going to be a lot of gone coming up soon. So yeah. uh, um, it's gonna it's gonna be, you know, the cage is great. I'm, you know, I open up. Are there links open, to it on your website? The cage in middle uh, it's middle um, middle village new york it's okay. like uh three miles from here um and on metropolitan avenue 624 metro and it's the cage baseball 
I want people to check out. And the reason why I kind of want to end on that, because one of the things I talk about is important to fans if new people are listening, is how it's important for an artist like you doing that diversifying, because there are times as as an artist, there's some really lean years. Nobody makes money off the albums anymore. I mean, you may make special things here and there, but it's not the same. It's money off the merch, and the merch gets taxed, and you're going overseas. It's not a lot of money going back and forth. And artists have to do a lot of other things. So this is an example of, you know, you having to do other things to diversify and not just like live off your royalties because that's not a thing. Yeah. And and so people, when, when, when you know, Ross is in town, you want to show up. And you also can, if you can buy the merch from him, probably off his website, he's going to make more money than actually at the site because they're not going to take 30% after your travel costs of carrying it overseas for the shirts <laughs> that have the right size shirt because it's not a large or extra large or guessing what they want to sell for the festival. You know, so if you can also buy as much as you can off the artist's website, because it's going to be more profit for the artist. And I, I think I'm correct yeah. on that, right? For you too? My merch is made for the Europe, but it's made in Europe. Okay. So I don't take it. For, I don't take it. But, uh, which is very um, cost effective. <laughs> yeah. And um, everything is so expensive, man. Yeah. It's unreal. Well, I'm so, saying to buy off the site, but also, yeah, if you're on site, buy the shirts if you're at the concert because that's part of the fun of going to a show. You get a shirt, you get this. It's it's in a you know all rock shows are more in events anyhow. But I'm saying also, if you do the stuff, you can buy. Go back to the websites. You like a shirt? Go back and buy more things. Buy more things on the website for the artist. Yeah. That's what keeps the artist going. You know, absolutely. Not, not these album sales anymore. I mean, that's yeah. streaming. Yeah, but you, believe it or not, albums are selling. Oh, and bullet selling and, and everything's you know you just have to know how to you know just like the dictators are signed with two records with uh, we signed with two companies we signed with deco and valley entertainment you know and they're doing you know they the physical deco and then the valley does the uh the online and you know spotify and everything we're gonna get we're gonna get the dictators up to millions and millions of hits i'll go sounds good sounds That's good awesome. bro and then you get your ten dollar checks for your 10 million views. <laughs> you got to see how many views it takes for the make, to make that Mariah Carey money. You have to have like 8 million views or something. <laughs> you know? It's pretty funny. Right. So, But I mean, I I want to thank you for this time. This is really great. I, I mean, we kind of jumped around. And there's some really good interviews I want to say also. I did want to do a bio on you because there's some really good ones you've done recently and, and over the past year or two that people you really dig into. I wanted to touch on some of these items that you're playing and some of these albums you have out now to have people, A, listen to my show or watch it, to check you out that aren't aware of you or to be re-aware of you or be reintroduced to you. And also let some of your other fans now knowing, hey, you're working on this new album. You're going on tour in Europe. You know, When does the Europe tour start, actually? What is the date for that? Do you know? Uh, April. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, the dates start. I will tell you i will tell you i will tell you uh, i think the first one is hmm. oh, come on come on come on come on i can imagine on. it's gonna be around the release of the album time within a month oh the- First record of the first show is uh, April twenty eighth. There you go. The April release 20th. date. That's what. Yeah, that's no, sense. And it's the No Playback Festival. I love that. I have to look into yeah. that title. That's a great title. Did they change the title? Was it? That's a new title. It's a kind of a funny play on what's going on right now with the music world. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, what's that? Oh, nice. Very cool. I like that. Cross the boss. Your whole schedule. And it's up on your website, right? I've been going on the tour side, yeah. right? Yeah, it's on that page too. I was everywhere else, but the tour numbers are yeah, like, yeah, all the other Adrian and Costa Rico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a good tour for you. It's a good time. Everything's open now. Good time of year. Summertime's happening, spring, summer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just gotta be careful with all the weird stuff in Europe right now. The wars and everything, you know. Be safe. As safe as uh -huh. you can be. Yeah, right. You know. But yeah, you know, sure. I, I wanna I, I wanna thank you, man, for being on the show. Um when your album comes out again, like have you back, we'll talk about the new album after your tour and stuff, you get something done. Okay. You're always welcome to come back. I'm always a fan right. of your plan. I mean, thanks for being on the show. Thank you.